With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yes. Welcome in to Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and our executive producer making executive decisions, Declan Goff. The show is presented by Surly Brewing Company and our friends at TCL. If you're looking for uh, an upgrade to watch the big game here in a couple weeks or a week and a half, whatever, they got a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. I know you don't have a flag. Yeah. Purple Daily is charting top 10 on Apple among all football podcasts. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right up there. Vikings. There's Last the game at the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. You know who you, you know who, who was impressed? Zim. Tiny Zim. Look, Look at, at him. him. Tiny, Tiny Zim. Zim. Look at him. Very excited. Tiny Zim. Tiny Zim. <laughs> Way to go, way to go, guys. This is ridiculous. So, I mean, obviously, thanks to the Vikings for firing everyone and then going into a Jim Harbaugh coaching search, I think, uh, has yeah. helped generate. It's also the, the, the talented and charming and handsome hosts of the show, I think, too. That really that helps. But, uh, yeah, so Pardon My Take is the number one ranked football podcast in America, according to Apple. Uh, the Herd with Colin Cowherd. Let's Go with Tom Brady is third. Bustin' Let's with go. the Boys, a Barstool podcast around the NFL from NFL Media. Uh, the Mina Kimes Show from ESPN. The Athletic Football Show is seventh. Uh, the Pivot Podcast, I have no idea what that is. Greenlight with Chris Long is is ninth. And then Purple Daily is right ahead of First Draft with Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, and Field Yates. That is football. Wow. Pretty pretty ridiculous. When we tumble back down out of the top 100 at some point, you know, if the Vikings start slow, then we can always remember. This so are we, are we Kirk? Is like our ceiling the 10th best quarterback? Yeah, we 10th are. Best podcast? Ironically, we are the Kirk Cousins of uh, right. Viking or of football like podcast. Like well put, Jax. Well put. We're probably like tomorrow we might be down to like 14th, but sure. like on any given day we could maybe pop up to like 8th, somewhere in there. But that's kind of a, kind of our ceiling. Um, all right, this is a four-question Friday here where we throw out four questions of interest to us. Let's start with this one. 
Jason LaCanfora from CBS Sports tweeted out last night. He keeps hearing that Mike Pettin will be the Vikings' new defensive coordinator. What are your thoughts if Mike Pettin, I think he's 50, let me see here. He's in his 50s. 55-year-old Mike Pettin, former head coach of the Cleveland Browns, defensive coordinator with the Jets for four years during the Rex Ryan days with Buffalo for a minute and then uh, with Green Bay from 2018 through 20. Yeah, fired after they lost to the Buccaneers in the um, conference title game last year, and I think he was a defensive consultant for the mighty Chicago Bears. Yeah, of course, if Rodgers throws a touchdown pass, then he probably doesn't get fired, but that's uh, hey, yes. neither here yes. nor there. This is Okay, so the name actually does not excite me, but this is the exact type of hire I, I would expect. I think the name that we've heard the most just going back, uh, especially since he got fired by Denver, is Fangio's name. I saw, I think it was Chad Graff of The Athletic reported a couple of days ago, don't be surprised if uh, if former Packers, and I think he's been the Broncos DC, Ed Donatel gets a look. And all of these guys sort of fit into the same bin. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mike Patton's defenses in Green Bay from 2018 to 2020 were 22nd, scoring-wise. 22nd, 9th, and 13th. So the first year, not good. The next two probably could be considered both solid. Yeah. Um, again, the name doesn't knock my socks off. I'm not. I'm not like Mike Pettin, Yeah, but I do think it's going to be. A, I do think it's going to be a veteran, probably a DC who can come in and and possibly a guy who, who's had some previous head coaching experience to help O'Connell. Uh, I did see yesterday retweeted several times. Son of bum, Wade Phillips, Dude. pointing out on Twitter what the Vikings, yes. what the Vikings defense had fallen to, and don't forget, I son mean. of bum, Wade was the first DC for the Rams with Sean McVay, and so that's the type of guy, though, that this team is, in my opinion, definitely going to get on the defensive side of the football. Let's. I, I, have, I have a Wade Phillips thought here in a second, but on Mike Pettin, so he has been since two thousand nine. He has been either a defensive coordinator or a head coach in 10 different seasons. And he has produced six top 10 yardage defenses over that stretch and four top 10 points defenses over that stretch. And then 13th in points, like you said, his last year in Green Bay. Interesting to note that he has, well, a couple things. Number one, Rex Ryan was really the defensive overlord in, in with the Jets back in the day. You know, so he's, he's riding that Rex Ryan brain and equity. But... Um, he's more of a 3-4 guy, historically, Mike Pettin, than he is a 4-3. They used some hybrid concepts, if you will, in Green Bay, and I think a lot of Packers fans would say that, that they would love Mike Pettin to be the Vikings defensive coordinator, but things weren't that bad in Green Bay. He's not. I don't think you'd be bringing in like this elite, game-changing defensive coordinator, but I'm with you. Someone that can just be the, the head coach of the defensive side of the football, and by the way, since Kevin O'Connell is going to bring in a more innovative and potentially high-powered offensive attack the next two or three years, we don't need it to be the number one. We're not going to sharpen the pencil every year to get you from 13th to 5th to 1st. Like, if you can just be situationally good defensively, be good on third down, good in the red zone, bend, don't break, and uh, be like top 10 or top 15, I think we can, we can probably work with that. Mm-hmm. On Wade Phillips, 
All right, so he's 74 years old. But I think like the fact that he's active on social, like he's a spry 74, and he was still a defensive coordinator, like you said, for Sean McVay in this league up until a couple years ago. He has produced over the last 13 seasons that he's been either a head coach or a defensive coordinator, nine top 10 yardage defenses in those 13 years, and some of those into his 70s. So at you know, 74, like that's pretty old, but... I'm intrigued more by Wade Phillips than I am by Mike Pettin. What do you guys think? Well, number one, I I can't see Wade Phillips' tweets because I was blocked like 10 years ago, and I still don't know. What? I don't know what I did. Yeah, so is Scholar. He's on a... Wade Phillips? I can't see son of bum tweets. So I am blocked. (laughs) Now I can log on to the Score North account and open it and luckily find them, but I'm blocked by son of bum. And I don't know what I did to be blocked by Son of Bum, but he is a defensive mind. I don't know if like College Declan, you know, had a couple too many Miller highlights <laughs> one night and ripped them or something. But um, but in general, Mike Pettin, like that dude, is a decent defensive coordinator. It's not like something you jump up and down for. But if he wants to be the DC and be the veteran guy there, I wouldn't block at that. I think that'd be fine. That'd be fine with me, dude. By the way, Wade Phillips continue. I think he's just like. He does this, right? He just like oh, I think he was openly asking for jobs before he got the Rams job. I think he just puts himself yeah, out there on social. Uh, yeah, he does. He's retweeting things now about the Jaguars and just how great Doug Peterson is. Hire just tweet me him right now. We are. Pushing I tweeted him for yesterday. You right now, okay, we're pushing for you right now. Okay, hold on. Tune um, in. Watch. Come on, our. Hold on a second here. Here we go. Okay. Hey, at That's son of bum. Son of bum. Yep. Oh my god. Watch you our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Are the official preferred defensive co- yep. defensive coordinator <laughs> yep. candidate yep. Uh, of of what? Of, of the us? top of ten the, podcast of, of, <laughs> football podcast, Purple Daily. You are the official preferred defense the official comma. I wanna I wanna make sure my grammar is correct here. Official comma preferred defensive coordinator candidate of Purple Daily. Yes. A here, hold on. Make sure you dash dash a Minnesota Vikings podcast that. (laughs) Be great if if this whole thing got you blocked. Is currently stupid son of a buck charting top ten. Yes, among Bravo football. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Take that, Shefty. <laughs> okay, tweet. Okay, hey, son of bum, you're the official preferred defensive coordinator candidate of Purple Daily, a Minnesota Vikings podcast that is currently charting top 10 among all football podcasts. And should I put a, is it too much to put an image of uh, the rankings of those podcasts? I'm yeah, I wouldn't to. bother with No, I'm going really? to. I wouldn't bother with that, but you're is this over the, the top? Is this over the top? But you're son of the tweet. <laughs> Send it. Well, no, the tweet, the tweet's great. Dex, should so, I include the image of the rankings of the of the? Is that overkill? Ah, it's a little overkill. I think we don't. We okay, don't okay. You know, we should we should start. Oh, trust De- trust Declan, but not me, huh? Correct. <laughs> I'm tweeting it. I'm tweeting it. It's been tweeted. Guy doesn't even shave. It has been tweeted. Oh, I you shave. Like that? You like that? <laughs> not according to some um, Sasquatch. Or, <laughs> no, that guy that Sasshole. Sasshole, Sasshole from on uh, Mackie and Judd Feedback Friday. Okay, uh, question two here. So Mitch Album from the Detroit Free Press caught up with Jim Harbaugh. 
last night, Jim Harbaugh spoke openly to Mitch about what happened in Minnesota. Kind of. Here's a clip of the article. I'm just going to read you this. On the first night of the rest of his life, Jim Harbaugh was, I'm sorry, on the first, yeah, on the first night of the rest of his life, Jim Harbaugh got snowed in. So he kicked back in a Minnesota hotel room, ate a hamburger and French fries from room service, and made phone calls to the important people in his life, telling them his decision was made. He was a Michigan man for the foreseeable future. Quote from Harbaugh, For better or worse, it was something I wanted to explore, he said, of the Vikings. I went in thinking, I'm going to have 100% conviction on this. And if the Vikings have 100% conviction on this, then it's something I'm going to do. But, as Mitch writes, like many a job interview, somewhere in the process, he got a sinking feeling. A first-class operation, Harbaugh said, first-class people. Um, but, but Mitch writes, there wasn't an equal match of enthusiasm. And for a man whose catchphrase is an enthusiasm unknown to mankind, well, that stuff matters. So what, what are your thoughts on the Vikings not matching Jim's enthusiasm for the idea of him being the Vikings head coach? Okay, like... First of all, I I believe I read that entire column. I believe a good portion is probably true. Um, I, I also think that there's a very good chance that a year from now, Jim might choose to scratch that that itch again, especially since it's out there now that he wants to chase a Super Bowl. So I'm not sure that I agree that he's a Michigan man for the foreseeable future. Uh, but you know what? I honestly think that while there definitely were some with the Vikings that had concerns and reservations about Harbaugh being co-chair, I think the whole non-fit thing is incredibly fair. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a sinister end to this whole thing of somebody, somebody did somebody wrong, which at times there is, right? But I think that this is one where, as we talked about on, on Mackie and Judd as well, I just think it wasn't a fit. And, and if Jim Harbaugh came here and, you know, had his plan. You know, Kirk Cousins stays. Uh, this guy stays. This is what we need to, to do. Quasi and company might have been like, yeah, it's really not what we're thinking at this point. So I think that the way Harbaugh framed it is probably trying to be as as uh, publicly savvy as possible. It might have gotten a little bit more contentious or something. But the end result is probably a smart move both sides because I could easily see a team that's going in a different direction and a coach that plans on trying to win right now not necessarily having the same agenda well I'll uh, I'll echo my thoughts from Mackie and Judd here too in that um, first of all there's always a fit for winning like winning is always a fit and Jim Harbaugh wins Jim Harbaugh's last if you don't count the, the weird pandemic year at Michigan where they went like two and four in 2020 and it's a weird season uh, he's basically been above 500 and or competing for championships since 2008. And his train wreck season in San Francisco was still 8-8. Eight and eight. So he wins, and I think it's official that the Wilfs are now, they, they are Minnesotans at their core because they ultimately shied away from any sort of conflict or controversy. Like they just, they don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want like frontal weird interpersonal interactions. Like, I feel like Minnesotans, we just, eh, we want to avoid conflict. We're going to be a little passive aggressive because we don't want to, we don't want to immerse ourselves in conflict. And Harbaugh loves conflict. He loves to create it with players, with front office, with media. It's just kind of how he operates. 
So again, I'm in on Kevin O'Connell. I, I just want to reiterate that. I think I, I do think it's a good hire, and I think tapping the Sean McVay coaching tree is never a bad idea. But they shied away from Harbaugh because they're worried about his personality being too conflicting with things and people in the organization, I think, ultimately. I don't think it was a money thing. So, well, we'll see. It's a, Kevin O'Connell is a riskier hire than Jim Harbaugh. I will yeah. stand by that. What yeah. do you think, Dex? I, I just think the timing at the end of the day wasn't correct, but um, I understand why Jim Harbaugh still went to that interview wanting the job and, and looking back on it now and him being kind of upset with Michigan slashing his pay a year ago and him still trying to chase that Super Bowl title that he was on the doorstep of winning about six, seven years ago with San Fran. I bet he'll still interview for other jobs about a year from now. I bet that this is not this is not his last interview in the NFL. It, it, when more openings happen again, this time 10, 11 months from now, he'll probably be coming back and looking to get back in the NFL. Yeah, even though he said that he's done, this was yeah, a no, one time. That, 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 that ain't true. No. Zero okay. chance. <laughs> Uh, all right. Football. Before we get to question three here, how about quest- question two and a half? How's Livia working for you, Judd? Uh, let's just say down th- 30 plus pounds, thanks to my friends at, as Phil just said, Livia Weight Control Centers, and it is working out fantastic. Um, I actually saw Dex played a clip of us oh. from what, the summer? Yeah. Yesterday, and uh, I was jowly. I was, I can't, jowly. I jowly. can't sugarcoat this. I was fat. I was too fat. And it was guess a what? Holly Jowly Christmas for Judd. And now I am down 30 plus pounds. And if you are looking to lose the, the weight, I want you to join me on the I Did It Eight Week Challenge. Get your first eight weeks for free. That's right. First eight weeks for free. This, this plan is easy. This plan is effective. And again, best of all, first eight weeks for free. Call 855 go L I V E A Livia.com. L I V E A dot com. Uh, give them a call or check them out today. And by springtime, you like me can drop weight. In fact, in the first eight weeks, I lost 26 pounds. Imagine taking off 26 pounds. All those clothes fit, feel good, look good. Livia.com. Look good, feel good, play good. Football. Damn right. All right, question number three here on this four-question Friday. So Rick Spielman's going to get sort of an offensive overlord job with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, they just hired Doug Peterson to be their head coach. So Rick probably had a say in that. Would you guys rather have Rick Spielman and Doug Peterson running your organization or Kwesi and KOC? Mm-hmm. I would rather have the unknown because I don't want Rick. Um so, so the Peterson thing actually intrigues me. But, you know, I'm good on Rick. Uh, Rick did some good things, no question. But I don't know that Rick is trending necessarily where this game is going. Uh, he is a football football guy, and he believes a lot of football things, and he's an old-school guy. Uh, but I'm going, to, I'm going to take a chance because there's no question O'Connell and Quazy is a chance. We don't know a thing yet. Could be, could be a disaster. But I would, I would rather risk that, and here's partially why. Because let's say I do risk that, and let's say they're terrible. Let's they both drag this team into the toilet, and I win about two or three games for maybe two years. Oh, now I make changes, and I've got two great draft picks. So I, I would rather go unknown than the known. I, I think that Spielman and Peterson are far 
more likely to do what um, Spielman and Zim did, which is you're a solid team. You're good, but you never get great. I want to take the chance. The internet gremlins are getting Judd here a little bit. Before you do like a restart, I do want you to stick around here because question four, I need you to answer question four. So just hang tight. I don't know. Maybe pop pop in and out real quick, and uh, why don't you refresh? Like, come back in the room, and okay. we'll see if it's good. I want I need you to be here for question four, even if your internet kind of sucks. So, uh, all right, Dex, who would you rather have, Rick Spielman and Doug Peterson, or Quasi and KOC? I, I'm rolling the dice that Cam and, and KOC, as we like to call them here at the abbreviations, work out for the Vikings. I will say it's intriguing in Jacksonville because you know Trevor Lawrence was this amazing quarterback prospect. He had a rough year, but also like Jacksonville. The ownership, the entire infrastructure is just a disaster. It's been a disaster for the majority of its tenure there. Um, I like Doug Peterson. In fact, I, w- I can make a case that I have more confidence that Doug Peterson can win me games going into 2022 than KOC does. Like I, I, I would rather have, at least for one year, gun to the head, I'd rather have Doug Peterson over KOC. But in general, I think the Vikings ownership group is in a better position than the Jaguars are. So I'll I'll take that Cam and KOC can turn around the Vikings over the Jaguar situation. I guess I, I probably should have thrown Trevor Lawrence in here too because I still right. think with the right coaching he has a chance to be excellent. Uh, I, I'm I'm going with Quasi and KOC, but I'm I'm really intrigued by Doug Peterson. I know people get caught up at the you know the the flame out at the end of Philadelphia, but that dude outcoached Bill Belichick in a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Yeah. So just find it kind of interesting that Rick Spielman. Probably had Doug Peterson in mind all along, and um, now he gets his wish, but with a dumpster fire organization. But maybe they've got their franchise quarterback, and they can figure it out here. So, all right, let's bring let's bring Judd back in here, limping to the finish line. Better? No, no. <laughs> but but we can still kind of hear, hear you. Him. We can hear him. It's fine. You're just like your visual is glitching here. But I'm yeah. going to throw this out. Question four. So Justin Jefferson won the dodgeball portion of the Pro Bowl skills competition last night. I'm not sure if you guys saw that. He, uh, he played dodgeball and uh, juked around, and he, and he won. Judd, how nervous did it make you to watch Justin Jefferson playing dodgeball? I'm going to disappoint you. I wasn't. It didn't make wow. me nervous. It did, I, I, thought you were, I thought you would just be paralyzed by the fact that he might Tear an ACL Beach or an Achilles scares. or something. Beach volleyball scares me. Beach, <laughs> but in, in fact, there, there was the, the the rookie that played for the Patriots in like I don't know when. Robert Edwards, I believe, he was really good. He he almost had to have his leg amputated because his knee was yeah. so torn up in beach volleyball or or no beach football or something. Anyway, no dodgeball. I'm okay with. It's a gym. It was activity. it was beach football. I do remember beach that beach football. It was terrible. On oh. my fantasy team, and I lost. Oh, I'm him. really sorry. In, about in that. a keeper league, yeah. it was that of his damn leg yeah. taken off at the knee. I, anyway, yeah. sorry. Glitchy ranting, Judd. I love it. <laughs> I, I will say that there's like there's two activities that I just I am out on. I'm completely out on. One of them is volleyball, and the other one is ping pong. I am horrible <laughs> at both. I'd rather play a game of touch football, three on three basketball. Um, I wouldn't ride a horse, obviously. I, I, I would do so many other things before wanting to play volleyball or ping pong. I can't do those two. Ping pong is just like, I don't know. I feel like it's just not fair. Like, you can't casually play ping pong. No. It's not fun. And then, and then the, if you play someone that knows what they're doing, it's not fun because they just smoke you. Yeah. I love volleyball. I'll play volleyball all day. 
Yeah, setter? Or yeah, dodgeball? Or... I'm in on dodgeball, too, but I don't know if I want my franchise receiver like going all out in a dodgeball game. I get, I get libero vibes from Phil Mackey. I think he just kind of plays it all the way back and, and doesn't, doesn't really do, doesn't do a lot of I'm spiking. A great, I, I'm a, I can't spike, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm a great setter. Yeah. Okay, I'm here to... See that? You gotta set everybody else up. Bump, set, and then you guys can do the spike. Damn right. That's what's gonna happen. So, all right. There's your four question Friday here. Also, uh, what are you sipping on this weekend here, Judd? This is the last sort of the last weekend of. Uh, well, we got football next weekend. I guess I was gonna say it's the last weekend of football. We don't have football this weekend unless you count the Pro Bowl. But uh, what are Which you sipping on this Pro Bowl, Bowl can, weekend? First of all, can you see me right now? Not really. It, it's going in and out. All right, all right. Then I will tell you that I am <laughs> sipping on the one thing that I truly adore when it comes to beer. Surly, well, all of the Surly brewing products are great, but especially as I've talked about time and time again, the official beer of Judd, the Surly Furious IPA, which is a glorious, glorious way to celebrate the weekend, watching sports on TV, preferably perhaps a TCL, and with a Surly Furious right by your side, Surly. And, of course, as always, you can... Show me your cans by tweeting me. Show us your cans. cans. At Jay Zolgan. Show us your cans. At Jay Zolgan on Twitter. Yeah, Taps as well. Roscoe as well. did that last night. At Jay Zolgan on Twitter. Surly, surly furious. It's a lifestyle that's as fun as reckless speculation. Nice. All right, dudes. That's a wrap on Four Question Friday here. Thank you guys in all seriousness, the, the audience out there, for helping Purple Daily chart top 10 in the country on Apple among all football podcasts. That's right, Todd McShay, Field Yates, Mel Kuyper, eat our dust, and then mock Malik Willis to the Vikings next week. Please. That's what we want to see. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow.